Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Welcome, everyone, to our premier podcast, Agents of Change, brought to you by the Southern New Hampshire University Global Department of Social Sciences. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Jeff Zarnick. I'm an associate dean in the Department of Criminal Justice. During this premier episode, we will be introducing our podcast and discussing just how diversity, equity, and inclusion themes are incorporated into our social sciences programs. Our special guests include the Associate Dean of Anthropology, Dr. Elizabeth Johnson, the Associate Dean of Criminal Justice, Dr. Hector R. Garcia, and our Associate Dean overseeing Political Science and Sociology, Dr. Lamont Taj. I want to thank all of you for being here and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's a wonderful opportunity. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate being here. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And just to let everyone know, Southern New Hampshire University is a multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational, and multi-gender university. We believe diversity is integral to our university culture. Our campus environment encourages and empowers students to develop priorities, values, critical thinking, and behaviors appropriate to positive personal and professional lives. The ideas, cultures, practices, and religions brought by each student enhance the entire college experience from the classroom to residence halls and athletics to our campus organizations. Likewise, our social sciences programs embrace these principles through a variety of high-performing educational strategies. So let's start with our first question for our guests. How is diversity equity, and inclusion represented in your program. Let's start with the Associate Dean of Anthropology, Dr. Liz Johnson. Thank you, Jeff. It's wonderful to be here, and I love talking about anthropology any chance I can get. Um, within, within social sciences, anthropology has a somewhat unique situation, uh, is situated uniquely. Um, within anthropology, uh, there are four subfields. So if anthropology is the study of humans and non-human primates through space and time, so this includes pretty much everyone who's ever existed as well as any, like across the globe, anywhere in the world, um, there are four different subfields with which to study people. So archaeologists study people of the past. We excavate artifacts and we, we study people and culture of the past. Um, linguistic anthropology studies the language of people, not so much the formation of it, but how it's used within different cu- cultural contexts. Biological anthropologists study the, the biology of people, but also not, are not closest relatives, non-human primates. Um, and again, this is through space and time. So we're looking at human and an- primate ancestors going back millions of years. Uh, and this includes anyone, any person human in the world and non-human primates as well. And then lastly, cultural anthropology focuses on the culture of people, which as, is highly diverse uh, in great it exists in great variation within our own country and across the world as well. 
So while we might all be part of, or at least interact with the American culture uh, living here in the United States, we all have very different cultures. Um, there are main tenets of culture that will exist for all of us, uh, but there are many different subcultures. So if you talk to someone, for example, from Maine or Florida, North Dakota, Texas, California, um, you'll find very different versions or subcultures, different versions of the American culture. And this would include local dialects um, from different customs, how we speak, whether you say soda, pop, Coke, to refer to your carbonated beverages, um, some of the, the differences are small and trivial and humorous. Um, in Minnesota, we play Duck, Duck, Grey Duck. We don't play Duck, Duck, Goose, and we'll make fun of you if you try to make us play Duck, Duck, Goose. So some of it is, is funny and humorous and, and small variations, but then others are quite serious. So within anthropology, again, we're focusing on culture, so larger entities. But these can be individual communities. Even families, different families have different cultural traditions. And within a town, there can be many different variations of that. Um, but then again, we also, so we have household, community culture, but then we can get larger and look at the, the culture of a state, a region of the country, and then the, the culture of our whole country um, and compare that to different cultures around the world. And each, cult each country has an equally diverse variation of cultures within it. So people from the UK, people from Germany, people from Japan, they're not all one type of culture. We think of that, we think of them as being one person will represent that whole culture. But again, if you talk to someone from Maine or Texas or California, you'll see very different versions of the American culture. And people in other cultures are equally as diverse and very have uh, equal amounts of variation. So when it comes to DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, culture is a big part of that. It's a large part of it. Um, one of the biggest pieces of DEI, um, especially recently, uh, centers around race. And in anthropology and biology and other biological sciences, it's known that race, the color of our skin, has no basis in biology. Sure, it is linked to historically, and again, hundreds of generations where people originate from. So people in northern latitudes have a lighter skin color due to the amount of melanin in their skin, which correlates to the amount of UV radiation they're exposed to. Um, but again, this takes hundreds and thousands of generations. Uh, and people who are lived, again, for a very long period of time closer to the equator have higher amounts of melanin, resulting in darker skin. But outside of that, the DNA is the same. We're, we're very, very similar. There's very little variation between the gen genetics between populations within the human race. So it all comes down to culture, how people act, how people are raised, and even racial categories are cultural constructs. Um, they're made, were created by people to discuss other people. Um, so within that lens, and it, we can expand further, but with, with that example of race, um, anthropology is uniquely situated to explore and discuss issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Liz. I got to admit, I'm a little bit still hung up on that duck, duck, goose scenario, but we'll get back to that. Let's move on to our Department of Criminal Justice with Dr. Hector Garcia. Dr. Garcia. Yes, thank you, Jeff. And the question about diversity, equity, and inclusion in criminal justice is really the foundation of the actual discipline. If we can picture a time back 
1829. Let's put our thoughts back to what you feel was happening in 1829. Let's focus on the area of England where there were a lot of cultural issues within the actual country and in those cities such as London where there were people who were poor, destitute, there was crime going on, there were different conditions in that area, especially in London, that needed someone to help them, to help the people. And in the form of what we call social work today. And behold, who those people really were and turned out to be were police officers, the very first ones in that area. They were created by Sir Robert Peel. And so he created the Metropolitan Police Act in 1829 to help watch the city, to be watchmen, but also for these individuals to help socially the folks that were in need. And it was anybody who was in need. And so that is the premise of police work and the basis of criminal justice. So diversity, equity, and inclusion are topics if we jettison all the way to the modern times. It is a system that has been under attack with some justifications for bad apples that have penetrated the criminal justice system. Of recent, we've had very disturbing incidents occur, such as George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and a number of other incidents where authority was misused according to verdicts from the court and the will of society. So diversity is very important because it is a also a male-dominated profession, criminal justice, the infusion of different females into the ranks, especially into the higher ranks, is something that has gained a lot of momentum. So diversity, inclusion, and equity are integral parts of criminal justice system as it continues to evolve and become better than it was before. The system tries to continuously improve itself. And those improvements can be seen on many, many, many occasions where the motto that Sir Robert Peel provides us with to serve and protect. And he also stated that the public are the police and the police are the public. So they are synonymous with each other. And of course, the premise is to serve. And we can serve all people by having proper representatives of all people within the criminal justice system. So this is something that is of the utmost importance in this discipline and one that we will continue to work on and through our studies here at Southern New Hampshire University with our students, we look to make breakthroughs and to also indoctrinate all of our students and learners into the fact that we are an equitable system and we must always remember that and weed out any bad apples that we may have and also to help us move forward as we serve our community. Thank you very much for that in-depth observation and feedback on the ever-changing criminal justice system. Dr. Garcia, thank you so very much for that. Let's move on to Dr. Lamont Tosh in political science and sociology. Thank you, Jeff. Sociology and political science as academic disciplines also have very unique contribution to deeper understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
Like anthropologists, sociologists studies humans, but it studies humans as social being, as a part of larger society. Sociology studies how interactions among humans, interactions within their smaller communities, interactions within larger society, contribute to the formation of their values and beliefs, the same values and beliefs that constitute human identity, but also lead to the formation of various biases and prejudices that affect, that, that serve as impediment for inclusion. In other words, sociology as a discipline studies how, how humans become what they are, and that includes how they acquire their identity, how their identities change over time, why we have so diverse identities even within the same countries or even within the same regions, and why historically humans have different treatment of people who are different from them. Political science, on the other hand, allows us to put these values into larger perspective because political science studies societies in other parts of the world and studies relations between various societies and various countries. In a sense, yes, political science is a study of political systems, but political systems and political activism is composed of humans that are product of their societies and are products of the interactions with humans among them. I'll give you an example, a short story about myself. I was born in Soviet Union in the South Caucasus region of the Soviet Union. Now, so, so, Caucasus as a geographical region is very diverse. There are over 100 ethnic groups. People speak over 100 different languages. There are all kinds of religions. And historically, these relations among all these ethnic groups have not been very peaceful. These people were fighting with each other. These people were fighting against Russia. Now, when person from South Caucasus travels to Russia, they're not perceived white. I didn't grow up thinking that I am white. As a matter of fact, for some, I shouldn't say racist, but not very kind Russian people, there is a word that they use for people from South Caucasus, and that is a very derogative word that's almost equivalent to the N-word in American English. So I grew up thinking that, you know, I, I, I'm not definitely not white. I'm, I'm something with, and that word, by the way, includes word black. It's black something. Now, when political forces destroyed Soviet Union and Soviet Union collapsed, and finally people were allowed to travel and to explore other parts of the world, life brought me to the United States. And in the United States, very often I had to fill out forms with different racial categories. This is where my challenge was, because these categories did not exactly make sense to me. I was always torn. Am I Asian? Am I? They were different, like, I, I knew I wasn't Native American, okay? That was easy to exclude. I knew I wasn't Hispanic, but white, Caucasian, Asian, geographically South Caucasus is located right at the border between Asia and Europe. So I always was torn. And it took me several months to figure out, somebody told me, somebody pointed out that Caucasian category actually was the same as white. Again, before I found it out, I was thrilled. I was like, oh my God, they have a category of my people. Why in the United States they will have a category of my people was not my question at that time. But even the term my people was very sociological and politically very wrong because people from South Caucasus, again, it's they're very different among each other. But 
that was my joy. Very soon I realized that Caucasian meant white and that was my discovery. And I knew, I know now that I have to mark this category. But if you think about even those categories that people don't always use, people tend to think of them are natural, are constructed as sociology will tell us and, and anthropology will tell us and very diverse internally. And this is where, again, political science or decisions, political decisions meet reality that sociologists studies. And in this sense, again, sociology and political science are disciplines that can contribute to our deeper understanding of diversity and reasons of inclusion or not inclusion in many societies. Well, Dr. Lamontosh, that was beyond interesting. I really think we'll check with our director. Your story, your life story is worthy of a single podcast episode unto itself. I've learned a great deal about that, and I want to thank you for that on behalf of the team. So with that said, I'm going to give everyone a shot at detailing one particular diversity, equity, and inclusion project you have going on in your discipline. Let's start with Dr. Liz Johnson. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, well, participating in this podcast is a, a great first step, and I envision uh, in having featuring some anthropology alumni to see from a student perspective how useful it can be for them and how they see it fitting into their lives. Um, there are several that could be mentioned, uh, but for, for now, I think that that's a good starting point. Thank you very much for that, Dr. Liz. Dr. Garcia, one project. Well, uh, Jeff, I think the uh, biggest project that we had here in criminal justice was an evaluation of our criminal justice programs, classes, and actually literature and learning materials to make a review of said materials and classes to ensure that equity, diversion, and inclusion were properly represented within our program. And that was a huge undertaking that still going on, but very worthwhile. Well said, absolutely. A great project and still going on. And let's go back to Dr. Lamontosh, one DEI project in your disciplines. I would like to mention a project that interdisciplinary in its nature, and it covers all disciplines that are represented today. Uh, we received inclusion innovation grant uh, from Odeo office, and we are carrying out a simulation learning activity, first virtual simulation learning activity that will include learners from various disciplines in social sciences in simulated activity about discrimination and basis and uh, biases, sorry, biases. Um, in all our classes in contemporary justice uh, courses, in sociology courses, in anthropology courses, even human ser uh, services courses, we study concepts of discrimination and bias. And in this activity, students will be able to come and to simulate different experiences when discrimination and bias takes place and hopefully have a deeper understanding of these concepts. I'm very excited about this event. It's coming up on May 17. Well, thank you for sharing that, Dr. Tasha. We really do appreciate that. As we get closer to the end of our premiere podcast, I want to just defer back to our team here. For one final thought from our deans, let's start with Dr. Liz. Any final thoughts before we depart? Final thoughts. That's a very broad description. Um, I, I would say that um, 
Well, the, a, a big one. Um, we don't know what we don't know. And obviously, um, to learn what we don't know takes a little self-reflection. Uh, in anthropology, we call it self-reflexivity. Um, part of it is examining, just reflecting on where you come from, um, your cultural beliefs, how those might differ from others. Um, but simply being aware of your culture and your subculture and, and how that changes your perspective or how that influences your perspective and how that's different from others. Because I think if we begin there and have a better understanding of ourselves and what might cause us or influence us to think a certain way, we can begin to better understand differences between us and other people. And those differences aren't always bad, but it, to understand what those differences are, uh, reflect on them um, and just know what they are. Again, not a bad thing, but they do exist. Very poignant, and thank you very much, Dr. Liz. Dr. Hector, final thoughts? Well, my closing thought is to um, our listeners to reflect on everything that was said here today and really to examine yourself. And I challenge each of them to develop a goal, something related to diversity, equity, and inclusion and it could be something as uh, innocuous as taking a class on implicit bias to recognize some bias that we may have unconsciously built within ourselves and to make a goal to move forward a little bit at a time to become more diverse and be more tolerant of other cultures and to learn how to be in continuous improvement of ourselves through a DEI-related self-challenge goal. Thank you very much, Dr. Garcia. Much appreciated. And lastly, Dr. Tosh, last comments and our thoughts. I'm going to endorse what Dr. Johnson and Dr. Garcia said. It's very important to be aware and to learn why we are what we are, how we became what we are, why we believe what we believe, uh, and, be, and be able to learn more about our own values and also biases. And maybe, as Dr. Garcia suggests, maybe it requires uh, digging deep into ourselves or maybe it requires taking some, there, there are a lot of resources right now online, some tests, some courses, but that is the first step to be aware of what we are, how we act, how, what we believe, and to open our minds to all differences around us. Well said. Thank you, Dr. Tosh. And I have to uh, to wrap this segment up. I have to agree with all of you. And I think our listeners are going to benefit greatly by this because, as you can see, there's a lot of cross-pollination of content, of intent, compassion, and passion for learning to help us all become better people and, at the end of the day, better problem solvers for our humanity unto themselves. I want to thank everyone for joining us today on our premier podcast, Agents of Change. Please stay tuned and subscribe to our channel for further episodes. I think you're going to like from our guests. Again, this is Dr. Jeff Zarnick, your host of, for this episode of Agents of Change, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.